0: Welcome to the new podcast, Leading by History, where we seek to take our listeners on a journey through history and educational leadership, changing our world and society one story at a time. There are those who believe that we live in a post-racial society, a modern reality where we've had a black president, Barack Obama, and now every race has an equal slate. But even a perfunctory study of racial disparity in this country, a look at the data, the information, videos on social media, common news streams showed that we have not yet hit that post-racial reality. 23% of teachers in America are male, but out of that 23% of male teachers in America, only 2% are black males. Black males face a unique struggle in the educational system. Having difficulties with state exams, the stress of being black and being expected to be an expert on everything black. These things prevent more and more black male educators from entering the realm of education. The 2019 National Teacher of the Year, Rodney Robinson, has clearly displayed a platform in which he has said that black boys need to have teachers who look like them in order to be able to have the level of success that other students in schools have, especially those who are locked in detention centers and in juvenile jails throughout the country. On today's episode of Leading by History, I interview two black male educators who came together with a group of other black males to create an awe-inspiring video called In Demand. We're gonna listen to some snippets of it We're going to play the full clip at the very end of the show, but I think it's very interesting for you to listen to our guests today. They have a unique perspective of being black male educators in a system where they are clearly the minority. So make sure that you've got your volume up high, that you got your subwoofers ready, and let's get ready to listen to this week's episode of Leading by History.
1: A griot, treats of the people, my language, all lethal. Kingmaker for decades, giving lanes to weed through. Billboard machines like Don Cito. My general stripes come from giving my life to fight evil. My progeny from the colony address you properly.
0: Broadcasters, Lord master strongly disgusted. See my sons and my daughters like stock to
1: me, and to see the prosperous be like.
0: All right, welcome to. Another episode of Leading by History, a powerful show today. I know I say that most weeks. I always believe that the shows that we do on Leading by History are powerful, impactful, uh, not only for the people, the community, but even the world. Um, One of the things that I'm able to see on the Leading by History podcast is my analytics. And Anchor, who is the foundation of where we do our podcasting, Starts off with their analytics looking at Earth, Saturn (laughs) and all of the other planets and shows us whether we have any percentage of listeners there. And I think that was just so awesome uh, uh, for Anchor to be forward thinking that way. Then we can zoom into Earth and then it tells me what countries where people are listening. And and I, I have people that are listening in Sweden. Um, people in the Netherlands, uh, there are people even in Korea. And so there are people who are catching the Leading by History podcast all around the world. When we're talking about global impact, I don't think we can talk about too much that's more powerful than education and hip hop. And so I have two guests with me today who are from the I Am In Demand movement and i want them to introduce themselves to the audience i saw a video of theirs recently that just made me a fan immediately and i thought it was such a powerful work that i wanted to reach out to them and provide them an opportunity to be able to uh discuss with us and i know i have to check my levels on my mic i hear some peaking Uh, Because I'm hype right now, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I want to bring to the stage Mr. Nellums and Mr. Wallace from the I Am In Demand movement. Welcome to Leading by History, gentlemen. Hey, Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can you both do a brief introduction of yourselves? Give your full names, um, any monikers that you have. And talk about a little bit about your journey into education and how you got to this place uh, right here. Either one of you that wants to begin. Just go ahead and let our audience know a little bit about you.
2: All right. Uh, my name is Kwan Nellums. I'm a 16 year educator with now counselor within a uh, Detroit public schools community district. As a freshman in college, had no idea I wanted to be an educator until I had a, a, a experience where I was able to volunteer. Um, at a local school, uh, I was I was actually volunteering at a church, but this church had a very um, interesting relationship with the local school. I mean, they provided bodies, they provided mentors. In fact, when the principal was absent, uh, the youth pastor of the church acted as the acting principal. And so, you know, just being able to see how the community was involved in this school, uh, I learned that you know, education is is really. Paramount to doing community work, to doing social activism. And so I was in the schools. Uh, They had me in there as a behavior specialist. So that meant that, you know, I was an 18-year-old. They they would send middle school boys to me. And, you know, we would just talk through the issues. Um, I would see, you know, that was my office at the school. I also had an office at the church, which was like adjacent to the housing projects that a lot of the students uh, were from. That went to that school, so just being able to see this, the students at in that you know, in the community and seeing them in school, it was just a wonderful experience, and I I was hooked, and I changed my major from material science engineering to education that same that same mm. school year, and so um, in that I've been in Detroit, um, you know, working in the educational system ever since.
1: Okay, my name is Rod Wallace. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan, and I have a, a similar bit of a story from the perspective of trying to identify a focus when, when, you in under, when I was an undergrad. I started out as a telecom and film major. I had an interest, a large interest in sound engineering from a very uh, early age, uh, recording music and everything as um, early as 11 years old. And as I went to college, I began to be more active at Eastern Michigan University with uh, the Black Student Union and really getting knowledge of self and building my consciousness. And I identify being in education as being almost like the biggest gate for me to be able to support my people. So my first initial delving into it involved wanting to be a professor and a researcher and a writer. I graduated with my degree in history and I had an opportunity to go and teach in Northwest Detroit. And I took it and I loved it. And I stayed and I got my master's and I went from being a teacher to a curriculum coordinator to an assistant principal to a principal. So I was uh, an administrator for ten years. All the while, I was uh, as my as my passion project just working on music and, and music of all different types. You know, learning how to uh, mix live, learning how to mm. become an engineer. And so um, time went on. I was a, a an assistant principal at a high school. We built a music production program there, with a twenty five person lab. So we had one hundred twenty five students who were making beats every day. Um, And what I found was there was a, there wasn't a lot of research behind it. And I kind of kept that in the back of my mind as I continued to do my job. But then an opportunity came for me to go back to Eastern Michigan and become the director of uh, Upward Bound there, the Upward Bound program, which is a federally funded program for high school students. And so when I went there, I also began working on my PhD. And my PhD is based around my dissertation at this point today is based around mm-hmm. um, how to use music technology to engage students in STEM competencies. So the things mm-hmm. that STEM programs look to teach, my, my belief is that they all can be taught through the use of music technology, be it software, be it um, collaboration, be it um, uh, design, all those things can be done that way. And in the process of doing that, I've just been able to engage with people from all over the country, with regards to music, with regards to hip-hop pedagogy, and, and it's, been, it's been the joy of my professional life to be doing what I'm doing right now. So that's how I, am. That's how I got to where I am.
0: Wow, powerful. Does the name Christopher Emden ring any bells? With absolutely, EW? absolutely. Okay. Every time I get a chance
1: to engage with him, I get excited. And what's funny is the community built around Chris and some of the things that he's done um, has really, as soon as I got involved and I started reaching out, they've taken me in with, with absolute open arms, the entire community. There's the 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 academic, what they call the hip-hop ed community. Um, they've mm-hmm. really engaged with me in a way that's been so fantastic that it, it I mean, it's been an automatic match for me. So, shouts out mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. and the rest of All the right. hip- uh, hashtag hip-hop ed folks.
0: All right. So, there, there are a few veins and and arteries that you know, lead to the lifeblood of this conversation. You know, hip hop is definitely at the core of part of it in both of your lives. I see, but then there also is the piece of education. And even though I heard STEM, I also heard history. So there are quite a few avenues from which us, from which we could uh, approach the conversation. But I'll say this: Let's first address the elephant in the room, which is the I Am In Demand video, which is what brought all of this about today. Are you able to share the way in which the audience can get that link and where they, you know, hearing it audibly, how they can go into YouTube and pull it up, what would they need to put into the search engine? And then let's talk about that production and and what, what inspired it. I want to talk about that for a little bit.
2: Um, in demand, you can access the video YouTube channel by going to uh, the website, which is imindemand.com. Uh, you go under EduCypher and you'll see the YouTube link uh, or the video mm. on there. Or you can just go to, if you type in demand on YouTube, it, it will come up as well. Uh, yeah, we do have a Facebook community page. Which is also called um, in demand as well. So those are okay. the um, those are ways that you can uh, actually get
0: it. All right. So the video, you know, I hear these horns. They're reminiscent of a Pete Rock kind of of production. It's it's luring me in when I'm hearing these horns very low, and then I, I can feel the aggressiveness that's going to come with the drums. And as as a a person who has been producing hip-hop music for 30-plus years, let's say that, I know when that drum hits right. I know when that sample is the right sample and when that bass line complements. And, man, I was on someone's website, and I saw the link, and I said, okay, what is this? And then when that video came on and I heard those horns, and I heard the brother speaking at the beginning of the video. I said, this, this can either be all good or all bad. Because it had the element of what was making me anticipate some real hip-hop. But I know when when people a lot of times try to to get into that lane, if it's not done right, it's not right. And I'm going to tell you, when I heard... Mr. Wallace, a griot. <laughs> he came with the Grio from that point on. And I'm listening to, to see my young brother succeed is like guap to me. And they're like, I'm listening to everything he's saying in the lyrics. I'm listening to the cadence. I'm listening to, you know, the the, the, the pairing with the beat. And I'm just like, I said, this is hard. And then it just kept getting better like as it continued to go on different elements were put in even to the very end where Mr. Ferguson Bay comes on and I knew he had some powerful words to say but I wasn't sure what the what the cadence would mean with the beat and then I saw the engineer drop the beat to allow him to do a type of spoken word that went so beautifully with it it just everything about it musically sonically visually was just there and i felt like i don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie ratatouille where you had that that man in the restaurant who was like he was so um he was so austere nothing was really good enough for him it had to be like the best and he went to eat at this restaurant and he's he's turning his nose up and then he eats this this ratatouille i think it's called that they fix and he has a flashback to being a child again and his mother serving it fresh on the tables, like that's how good it was. That's that's what that video did for me, really. Wow. And so um tell me about this video. Tell me about this concept. It was just pure fire.
2: Well, I think I think what you um, you know, first thing is that everybody in the video has relationship with one another. Okay. Uh, like I've been knowing about Roderick Wallace uh, for a few years. People have been trying to connect us to one another. And, you know, it just so happened that the connection happened. And, um, you know, I I talked to him and I was like, man, I want to put a song together, you know, a series of songs actually, uh, with just educators who have a background in hip hop, but they putting out like, you know, this message is called for um, more um, black male teachers. And, um, he's, and you know, before I get it, got a chance to explain, he's like, I'm down with it. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. You know? And so, um, we sent the beat out. The beat was done by a local, um, producer by the name of Donnie Odom. He goes by the name of Mosaic. Mm-hmm. The sound engineer was, um, uh, Darryl Campbell. He go by the name of red and the producer, the producer of the song was a man by the name of ironically, Jr. Uh, Ron Lee, that we call him ironically, but, um, what you saw there is that everybody just had a relationship. We sat down. I mean, we talked about it, invited. I, I think Rob was the first person I invited. And then um, Brian Ferguson Bay, the last guy, Mr. Bay. Kent Tay Rosser. Uh, Michael Seabert was a student of mine uh, who's now a facilitator in the schools uh, with the Literacy Society Program. And so, you know, we, we sat down and met. You know, we, we, we're we old school where you got to be face-to-face <laughs> and Absolutely. talk it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I that's what you that's what you saw is that we, you know, just building that relationship above anything and then um, you know, producing that actual uh piece right there. You know, just that part you said about dropping the the beat out for uh for Mr. Bay, you know, that's you know, that was Ron Lee's idea. Uh we were just sitting down talking about it's like, yeah, we probably wanna uh take the beat out right there. And you know, and they just really uh everybody just just played their part. The yeah. goal was uh, we do presentations around. I do presentations on engaging black men across school and community. And I remember I was doing a presentation and uh, one of the ladies was like, who's there at the presentation said, all right, you talking about engaging black men? Where they at? Where are the black men? She ran a program mm. inside of her school. And she was like, she runs a program for black boys. And it's a shame that she runs it. It's only her. You know, and she was just complaining mm. about how she couldn't get men to come in to do it. You know, and and I knew that I knew that wasn't my experience. I knew that part of the, the reason part of the way to engage black men, whether to be volunteers, mentors or educators, is to ask. Like I was, right. asked, yeah, I was never asked. Absolutely, I was never asked in high school. Like, what about education? I was never asked about it until I told. I started volunteering at the church, and the youth pastor was like, he came, he quoted scripture. He was like, "Is it you, or should I find another?" You know, and mm. pretty much, you know, talked about going into, going into. It. And I was like, you know, I never was asked, never was thought about it. And I know, like, with guys, I would get to come and volunteer at my school. I would just ask, and they would show up. And so I think that was the. This was. In in response to that, like, okay, I'm going to give an ask in the form of of a video, hip-hop, compelling Mm. men to not only get into education, but to be volunteers, to be mentors. My segue into becoming educated was to be a volunteer. And so I think that a lot of people, young and old, second career, uh, would be compelled to be educators, to be mentors, to be volunteers within school if they're just simply asked and so this is what the the heart and passion of the of this endeavor was was to pretty much ask um black men at a larger level uh larger scale like please consider education consider uh volunteer consider mentoring and you know we wanted to set up a, a website where we can capture those that the names and the information so that we can um put a, you know uh, connect them with the different spaces and places that um that they can get involved, and in. so it's really just like a call to action and you know these brothers um, mm-hmm. I think we all had kindred spirits from one another you know they came they came up and you know selflessly you know spit bars you know about the matter at hand
0: mm. go ahead mr wallace. Um, what was your experience here because you know in traditional hip hop cypher songs, they try to start off the the song sometimes where it's, yeah, it's all right. You know, you got to have it. You got to have it uh, tight. But then a lot of times if it's on someone's album, you know, they're going to go last. And and you wait through the whole song to hear that last person. You really set it off to where Hmm. you set the bar and the standard for the entire song. I mean, now that I know that you have a background in doing music professionally, it makes sense to me. But I knew that you weren't just an older brother that was just, you know, trying, well, let me give my, my try at this. Like, I knew there was skill involved. And from the time in the beginning of the video where you have your hands clasped together and you're sort of like, all right, we're about to go to work. I was just like, I'm attempting, I'm saying, what is this going to sound like? And you just started well, To be honest, I felt like, Well,
1: first of all, I would say that, you know, Quan, when I met Quan, I knew of Quan. And because, you know, when I began to do this work around hip hop, you know, I began to look around the city and look around, you know, the area around me to see who was doing it. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he's done a, he's done a great deal of work in regards to making that, you know, making this happen. So when he asked me to do it, I was like, absolutely. I'm game. And, and truth be told, it wasn't difficult for me to write. I felt like I had been writing that song my whole life, Mm. um, to be frank with you, because it was something that I felt like I always wanted to say, but I had never been able to really mesh those two worlds together in a way that was really authentic. I mean, I've, I've engineered for years and I've engineered all kinds of hip hop and all kinds of acts. I mean, sometimes for money, sometimes just because it was what I wanted to do. But, and I tell the kids all the time, you know, the kids find out that I'm involved in music or whatever, and they'd be like, well, rap. And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to rap just because you want me to. But best believe I keep 40 bars of doom at all times. You know what I'm saying? So so it was just one of those things where, like I said, the song just kind of wrote itself for me. It was one of the easiest rhymes I wrote. And um mm-hmm. it was it, it just came off that when i heard the beat the beat and the and and the energy and then you know the other brothers who's who 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 are on this song and who are involved yes. and even in the room when we shot the video mm. i mean you had so much history and i mm. has i was so honored to be able to represent them through what i was saying because i know that it's a lot bigger than me you know and i knew mm. that i was speaking for you know when i said the reason i said agreeo first is because I was agree uh, there was a Grio program that encouraged black men to get into education mm-hmm. at Mary Grove College which has since closed here in the city and they were mm-hmm. giving you know they were offering graduate degrees and certification at the same time to black men and the, mm-hmm. the the program discontinued but I felt like I had to my first step was to make sure that I honored them um okay. and honored that, that kinship that I built within them because we knew what we were doing, we knew what had to be done. So mm-hmm. um everything that I said was extremely strategic and and but like I said, it was it wasn't purposeful, it just was really in me. And so the response to it has been fantastic from the educational mm-hmm. community and the hip hop community. It's opening doors for a lot of things that I'm doing with regard to research, and my hope is that. It encourages young men to come and do this work because this. I'm I'm very, I'm very passionate about the work that we all are doing, and we just need to get more
2: young brothers
0: involved. Yes, yes, and you know,
2: can I I say something real quick? Go ahead, go ahead, add on. Yeah, about the actual video. I mean, we wanted to to um. All while we were shooting shooting it, you know, the the refrain was we want this to be to look strong, you know, and um, Mm. you know, we wanted to give pay homage to all the teachers that was there you had people that were that's in the game for 30 years to being yes. their first year that was all in the video and so we wanted to make sure this, to have that visual there you know we're still here and we you know we are doing the job and doing the work and so we wanted to make sure that the video portrayed that
0: yes and you know when i was a kid i would listen to the juice crew and i would listen to um some of my my favorite mcs who who later became comrades it's so it's so funny you know to meet a lot of the people that I was listening to as a kid and meet them as an adult realizing that we were all in the same age group you know anyway it was it's amazing but I remember listening to um you know people like tragedy and others and I always as a kid and listening to them I said man if what would it be like if I was shooting that video with them in Queens Bridge, you know, like I would want to be there. Cause I've been in, I've been doing um uh, hip hop music production. I mean, just doing it as, as a hobby form since I was around the same age that Mr. Wallace was uh, talking about. I mean, probably 10, 11 years old, writing the first rhymes playing around. And you know, that video gave me the feeling like, where's my t-shirt? You know what I'm saying? Where, where's my 22 years on the screen, you know, and then when do I get a piece of the beat? Like, it made me, like, want to be a part of that. And I think that's the power. And I think even if that video didn't resonate in the same way with children, not saying that it wouldn't or it doesn't, I think it hit the niche that it was supposed to, that those young men between the ages of 25 And 40, if you will, that may be in different parts of a career and may be thinking about, man, this isn't really what I want to do, but have thought about education, but may not have the degree, may not have uh, the background, may not know what it takes or have anyone to even show them what they could do to get into education or what other avenues are available. I think that video speaks to them to say, oh, you need me there? What can I do? And Mm -hmm. then providing a website and an opportunity for them to ask questions to be able to realize that, you know, hey, this is this is what I should be doing. And it's never too late. You know, I I saw people in the video that had experience like five years, seven years, things of that nature. And they looked in you know, as far as age that they were, you know, older than for to have that, that kind of age. So I knew that there were some career switchers, things of that nature. And you know what? That's what we still need. There are people who are operating outside of their calling today, you know, running some kind of business or doing something in the private sector and, uh, and, and unpleased, like, with what they've given back to the community or to the world They've made money. They've supported their family, but they still feel something missing. That video is like a call home to make you say, "I need to check in with the brothers in education to see what's going on." I, I just really, as a as a person that was a student and fan of of hip hop music from you know from the '80s forward, it just as I said, I can't say enough about how it just brought back so much to me. Provided so many opportunities for me to have discussions with people who saw it and so many people that just looked like me. You understand people who looked like my community members and people familiar that are in education. And you like, oh, that looks like, like I saw people in the video. I said, that looks like my man, Mr. So-and-so that works over such-and-such school, you know? And then I sent it to him saying, I wonder if he'll see the dude that looks like him in the video and say something. But everyone I sent it to was like, yes, we need something just like this in our city. So- You gentlemen have done a fantastic job, the work that you're doing individually and independently, as well as what you're doing as the collective of, you know, in demand. You know, I I can't give you enough kudos, enough respect, enough ups than to say, man, thank you for the work that you all are doing. And thank you for the work that you've done, for the time that you have given to especially communities in Detroit and Michigan where i know that children of color are in adverse conditions and environments i thank you for your service you know we say that to those in the military and i probably there's not a generation of my family that hasn't served in the military in some capacity and much respect to those who serve in the military and we always say thank you for your service but we really need to start saying that to not just every educator, but Black male educators, Latino male educators, need to hear, thank you, because teaching is hard, it's grueling, and the school systems are in despair in urban communities, and there's so much going on and constant change. It is hard work. I mean, I, I I work in a district that is seventy five, I think seventy five percent black. Um, you know, um, I mean, so high free and reduced lunches. It's it's you know towards a hundred percent. And man, the last two or three weeks preparing for students to come back has been so grueling. It's been so. So stressful. There's so much to do. There's so much to get right. There's so much we can't get wrong for those children. Man, it's it's hard work. And so being that I know the work that you all do, I just want to say for myself and from Leading by History, thank you for your service.
2: Thank you, brother. Thank you for your service as well. You know, um, and also thank you for um letting us be able to, you know,
0: kind of talk about our our, um, objectives and goals of getting that video out. Yes. And, you know, I would like to have you on our show again, maybe individually where you can each talk about the programs and what you're doing now. We need to make more people aware. You know, when I started this platform, I wanted to create a program that addressed every area of education and educational leadership and history and pull all of that together. So that, you know, there could just be a wide variety of conversation. Then I really started to see the need for that socially driven content. And though I don't specifically go for that, you know, purposely, I'm noticing how many people I'm meeting, how many opportunities and avenues are open to have discussions on these socially and culturally relevant topics. And so, you know what? I'm not shying away from any of it. Uh, When I see something that's powerful, I'm going for it, regardless of where it's from, Uh, because if it's something that is impacting me positively and I see its impact on the community positively, then everybody all over the world deserves to know about it. And so my hope is that today's show is able to shine light on the work that you both are doing uh, and continue to do, give us. Uh, again, the website, any contact information for the listeners, and then briefly just give us a final word before we end the show.
2: All right. You you can find the video, the movement on YouTube, Facebook, In Demand Community. Also, you can go to the website where you can link to all the things I just said at imindemand.com. That'll be imindemand.com. I don't know if I can uh, leave off with anything. Uh, I would just say that when it comes to schools, when it comes to education, that belongs to the community. It's not just the teachers, it's the the volunteers, the mentors, the parents, all working together for the betterment of of our community. So I think that, like what was said earlier, going into education is the natural output of being community minded, I believe. And mm-hmm. like you said, what you saw in the video, you saw people that were 40 years old making their second career education for those exact reasons. They they look at it as a way to, you know, there's this fervor, especially after like Nipsey Hussle uh, passed and everything is this fervor to, to be community minded. And I think this is uh, an answer to people that's looking to be um, relevant in their in their community and relevant in history. Being involved in education as a teacher, as a volunteer, as a mentor for black men, this is this is a call. This is a natural way that you can actually uh, feel those desires to be a part of a solution. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. I I would agree wholeheartedly and just remind the listeners that um, when you look at what black men do in schools, you know, black men embody the promise of education for young black people. Mm -hmm um in terms of the the black men who have been in the schools that i've worked in the development of personal relationships the alternatives to discipline Mm
0: -hmm. that are
1: utilized um all of these things that research is saying oh school should do school should do black men are doing those things in schools right now, naturally naturally as a natural leader in a school so anybody who's Looking for a way to engage with the community should always look through education first. I look through everything that happens across sectors, uh, be it government, be it local, federal, state government or business. I always view it through the lens of education because education is the education is the gateway. The influence of hip hop on what needs to happen in schools, it needs to be more robust. And uh, the whole focus of my, my energy right now is applying theory behind it to make certain that people can clearly understand that it's not to be under, it's not to be underrated. It's not to be undermined because of what you may think you see um, in in the commercial world. Nothing can be taken away from the power, be it literary, be it cultural, be it just influential of hip hop. There's nothing that can be taken away from it. Uh, my Instagram, I'm gonna tell you my, my Instagram is where is Wallace. I put up a lot of information about education and this work, this hip-hop uh, education work. So to any listeners who's interested in engaging with me, um, I'm always game to talk. So thank
0: you. All right. Well, we thank you so much for being on our show today. And for myself and those that leading by history, we say to you, peace. All right. Thank you, bro. Peace.
3: prove uh, that uh, when young black boys uh, are exposed to positive black men,
2: particularly uh, a teacher, mm-hmm. a classroom teacher, mm-hmm. uh, and they're less less likely to uh, drop out of, of high school, uh, they're more likely to su- succeed, uh, and more likely to be happy uh, about coming to school each and every day.
1: A griot, true to the people, my language osleto. Kingmaker for decades, giving lanes to weave through.
0: Build warmer machines like Don Cheeto. My general stripes come from giving my life to fight evil.
1: My progeny roam the colony, address you properly. Broadcasters, lawmasters, strong leaders, got to be. See my sons and my daughters like stock to me. And to see them prosperous be like guap to me. It ain't mythology, it's all done methodically. So taking charge is a god, thinking logically. I got a bone to pick with those who want a solo trip, dolo, emotionless. These young girls they got a bolder pick. By raising children, dog, you nation building. put my lifetime
3: in between the papers line Say yo I do it for the hood and I grind to shine Shout out to Ink Town with the growth and development Inspired to change lives and again it was heaven Say Hard work meets artwork, front lines of things Hard work meets smart work, changing lives and things My profession is my mission, my passion, teaching youth the hood Needs my help, give me a call, I'm coming through a call to action I'm ready, choose me. I need your help. I need God to use me. Gifts and talents with life, fits, and balance. Very necessary, changing lives is a challenge. You keep your hands out. Hey, yo, I'm good with that. You made it out the hood, but yeah, how you giving back? When the youth need my help, I respond to the call. I can't do it by myself, therefore, I need y'all. In our hands, here we stand. I'm a
2: teacher, I'm black and I'm a man. The man, in the man. Intelligence. In the man in the tiger the man in our hands here we stand i'm a teacher i'm black and i'm a man in
3: the man the man intelligence in the man integrity is in the man to try again with lyrics like vitamins man
1: I try amends my heart strings like a violin as she holds back a seals. I'm listening for every synth and instrument her mind plays as a melody from within and heavenly hymns those same strings gon' tie them in yeah. through these minds we power up that's Kyle Ken yeah. can never be without stop looking out it's within don't worry though I got him. the ferryman I am him True. see knowledge like a cyclone huh? tell you something I know what? we really build pyramids y'all tripping over iPhones <laughs> to know one thing to know nothing I believe that's- hit it. Teach the kids not what they want but what they need Just know what they be, divine if they see They kill us just in spite of the blood that we bleed So parents got your seeds, let them grow, they a tree And must I repeat, knowledge is key, that's why I
2: teach Indeed, I'm that 2%. 16 years of impacting students. Now for this decision, they said that I was foolish. If not us, then who else is going to do this? Teach them life, teach them right what the truth is. SMD,
3: Brightmore, is the blueprint. Project Adapt, Mama Rush, what's the blueprint? Now here we stand on the cusp of a movement. That's education versus schooling.
2: Recruiting legacy, heart, intelligence, integrity, whatever it be. Whenever we see Men on the front lines, the better we'll be Psalms 82 verse 3 The whole hood is waiting on you, I keep When the elephants return Their relevance returns Their presence is affirmed Stand up, it's our turn In our hands, here we stand I'm a teacher, I'm black and I'm a man In
0: demand, heart in demand Intelligence in demand in Integrity in the man.
2: In our hands, here we stand I'm a
3: teacher, I'm black and I'm a man. Hard in demand. In Intelligent and in demand. Integrity in man. demand. On the daily, I'm risen to drop wisdom. So, using the classroom as my platform is a given. You better believe teaching is no-born, live as it gets. Brothers in education only rep 2%. Supreme wisdom inserts us into the fold like gold. Watching the sea unravel, there's more to behold. In my soul, I believe I was born to teach. Through consciousness and my rhymes, I extend my reach Most definitely, elevation's a thought process Accompanied by knowledge, it starts to manifest If you don't believe me, you should put it to the test At the end of the day, when I teach, when I'm blessed Helping students navigate forces of evil they can see through While building the foundation of a greatness, it can be you Developing critical thinking without blinking Third eye on the horizon, get out before you sink in This is the outcome when you put in that work While others stay trapped in the matrix, I stay mentally alert Yes, indeed, we feed the seeds, not lowering our standards, expectations are to exceed.
0: Black male educators matter because when you look at comparatively the teacher demographic of high performing teachers, black men still have a unique and distinct impact on the trajectory of our schools and our communities. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Leading by History podcast, and we look forward to getting back together with you again on our next show. Until then, peace.